I'm all for experimental films in a way. Like anybody who's willing to give something a shot, I'm willing to kind of sit there and process it along like anybody else who's going to be watching whatever randomness could come out from an experiment such as i mean this is a this is the film i'm going to be talking about it uh which came out this year but another film that comes to mind is a film from last year with william defoe uh called inside which is also sort of experimental in a way it, it's a single sh well not a single shot but it's a it's a single actor um film that's really about the art and kind of the atmosphere and the the tone that's set by just the one actor and it's william defoe so you know that he's doing a tremendous job at it so that to me is like something that's also sort of experimental just this idea of hopefully people are going to get the the artistic value that this is meant to bring to the table uh i'm i have that on my list to do an entry about but for now what we're gonna talk about is this year's sort of experimental journey, Skinnamarink. Now, Skinnamarink is a horror film that was part of some festival up in Canada last year, and it just got released over here uh, in the States uh, this past January. Now, it's a very experimental film because it's sort of unconventional from a lot of the things that uh, I was reading before I actually sat down and watched it. Now... The one thing I have to say is a positive for it, and this might shock a few people, is it's a film on such a small budget. Like, I read that this film only cost 15 grand to make. Like, 15 grand is not that big of a deal when you're talking about like that's not even the what what a what a like a like a background actor gets paid I don't think or maybe even th that that's a minor percentage of an actor like Robert Downey Jr. for any of the Marvel movies or Jennifer Lo uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence for any film she's done in the last five years that is such a meager amount and they made a like a like a an hour and forty five minute film with that much money and do you know how much this thing made. In just being distributed for a short period of time with just word of mouth. This this literally got no publicity as far as I'm concerned. It's just word of mouth. If you didn't read about it or somebody that had seen it didn't tell you about it, you probably would have never even heard of it. It made $2 million. That's insane to think about and i saw an interview not an interview but a review from another person about it just because i wanted to see if i can get some explanation because of my own feelings about the film and from what one person said in a review i was watching they made a good point this is kind of unheard of in this day and age it's kind of unheard of to see a film be made for such pennies and then get valued so highly for how many people really went to go see it so like you think about a film like The Blair Witch Project, which was another film that I think was only a few thousand dollars, if that. And that thing was a massive success in the late 90s. We were sort of past that. Like, it's very difficult to even think something like that could be done in this day and age. So when you hear about it, it sort of draws your attention towards it. And with the fact that it's a Shudder original, you know, after the fact of its release and all of the money it made, it went straight to Shudder and was kind of put out there worldwide on on uh, on Shudder for their viewers. Uh, that's how I got to see it. And uh, I mean, I don't I, I don't want it to kind of, I guess, take away 
my fil- like my film buff, my my movie guy credentials if I sit here and I say it, but I don't get it. <laughs> I really feel bad that I don't get it because I really wanted to get it. I really went into this really hopeful to get it. And I understand the premise of what it's going for, but it's not for everybody. And even though it made $2 million, it's very across the board split right down the middle. You ask 10 people, five are going to like it and five are not. It's literally that split. Any review you see of it anywhere, IMDb got it, has it at like five. Um, any sort of aggregator like uh, even Shutter. Shutter only has it at three, you know, three out of five. You know, I think Rotten Tomatoes had it, has it somewhere around 70 for the 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 main uh, tomato meter or whatever they call it. But the audience has it down in like the 30s or something last time I saw. So it's very split across the board for those who like it and those who don't. And I'm in sort of the pool of those that don't. And I don't mean to say that I don't get it or anything. I just... I feel like it's it's too too experimental. And there were some people that I was watching when I was looking at reviews and kind of Skinnamarink explained videos because I needed something to make sense in a way. I needed something to sort of bring bring something to light that maybe I would show some more appreciation for it. And all I really gathered was that it's sort of meant to be this gathering of of creepy pasta lore in some way. Now, I'm not all that into creepypastas. I know a lot of them. I don't know every single one of them, and I don't, like, do a lot of digging or deep diving into a lot of that stuff just for, just, you know, personal choice. It's not something that is, you know, I'm very into. You know, like, I'm into The Witcher. I'm not into creepypastas. So I don't know a lot of them. So even taking that in consideration, from what I've read for people saying that this is sort of gathering a sort of creepypasta sense to it, it's not fully about just one. And to me, you sort of have to be about just one. You can't just have this essence of every creepy pasta that ever existed because then you jumble up whatever story you're trying to tell. And to me, it's like like Slenderman. When you want to do a movie about Slenderman, it's got to be full-fledged, full-force, straightforward, all about Slenderman. You can't just throw in there the devil's roulette in a Slenderman movie. You just can't do that. And if you're saying this is this collaboration of all these, that it's all happening to these two kids in this house, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, what I do appreciate is that it is still a good setup for a movie. I like its darkness. I like its simplicity of just the two kids and them kind of dealing with whatever's happening in the house or whatever quote-unquote paranormal creature is kind of going after them. But all in all, it just kind of gets diminished when there's just so many prolonged scans and prolonged shots of just one spot and nothing's happening. I don't need to see three different angles of the bear hanging on the wall to know that the bear's hanging on the wall if there's nothing else of value there. If there's nothing else of value, you could have cut literally 30 to 40 minutes of this film out completely that has absolutely bullshit to do with the storyline it's nothing it's fodder to make it an hour and 40 minutes there's no reason for it to be there and as a person who loves filmography and loves it when filmography is done well i don't even see the artsy or the or the cinematography side of it it's literally just looking at door frames and hearing stuff going on in the background it doesn't need to be there to emphasize on a scene or anything like that 
Now, there are some things that do kind of, you know, get pretty creepy when there's a the separation between when, uh, say, the kids are in the living room and it's shining a light in in the corridor that leads on the other side of the living room and it's not really going into the hallway. So there's a sort of darkness there, but it's the the film concept is so much like an old 90s recording like it was recorded on an old like vhs cassette you know tape recorder that the distortion kind of makes you question if there's something there or not and you're really thinking am i looking at something am i not looking at something is this just to bring my focus there and my focus is meant to be somewhere else maybe i don't know that kind of leads a little bit of uneasiness because you're questioning it and it's sort of that that questioning that you're getting that maybe is actually more beneficial than any sort of actual scares because there's really only two big scares in the whole film and that's when a set of eyes turn into a toy phone and it's kind of like okay and then when you see the first face of anybody in the film because there's no faces it's filmed either from from like maybe two inches off the ground and down, it never goes any higher than one than the kids' knees because you kind of can see the kids walking around. It'll never go higher than their knees, and then it's pretty much ceiling. It's ceiling and the top of doors. It never goes anywhere further down for pretty much ninety percent of the film. There's a couple of shots of like an outlet and a nightlight and some stairs. But that's about it. It's very weird to think that it's sort of playing this mockumentary style thing with this PO with some POV shots, but then it totally abandons that to just go back full full background and just look over everything and not give us anything in that shot. It's just a very strange way of doing things. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that do appreciate it, but I think the appreciation falls more in line with the idea that this was made for only $15,000. It, it sort of makes the idea of being able to make a film seem in, in in grasp. Like anybody could go out there and make a film. And I think in this day and age, you probably need that. This probably needs to be an inspiration almost to people to see something like this happen. Because sometimes the most you'll get is somebody puts a lot of investment in a short film that's maybe... 15 20 minutes long at most 10 minutes sometimes five minutes at sometimes and then these short films get picked up and turned into feature films now the feature films aren't always that great sometimes they are sometimes they're not uh, an example of that is uh, mama from like 2011 that was originally a short film another one i can think of is lights out that was a really popular um i want to say somewhere in england maybe britain a short film out there it's about three minutes long. They turned that into a 90-minute film. And the 90-minute film isn't all that bad. And that was like maybe 10 years ago as well. So it's possible that that could happen. But all this seems to be is just this guiding light of if you have the capability and you have sort of the willpower and the, the fortitude and the determination, if you are able to and you really, really want to, you could make a movie for the price of a car, you know, some cars are even more than that. It's almost, it's almost cheaper to make a movie in this day and age than it is to own a car. When you, when you really look at the numbers of this and trying to get it out there and hopefully it gets some attention is a big deal. And this probably got a lot of attention because of its experimental nature. This very much sort of, you don't see anything. You literally don't see anything for 95% of the film. And it's sort of, uneasy 
to try to think of what they're trying to do with the few scenes that do kind of take it up a little bit. But it is definitely stretched out way more than it needs to be. This is not a, an almost 110-minute film. This is like a 90-minute, maybe a solid 75-minute film. That That's what I would say. This, this is sort of a direct-to-stream thing that I don't think deserved a lot of its attention from my personal opinion this should have been something that kept within the realms of how i heard of it it should have been spoken about it should have been a, it should have had some sort of cult following that let it grow but something let it blow up to a two million dollar price point and good for the 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 writer and director who is the same um guy who also I, I think if I remember in the credits, he produced it, he edited it, he did so much with this film, good for him for like really saying like no one's going to do this so I'm going to do it myself, and it's his first time doing anything as well, um, Kyle Edward Ball, I do, help, I do hope he makes more stuff and maybe tries differently, or maybe goes a different route and maybe actually gives something that's a little bit more not as experimental, like maybe he'll get the money and actually do something that's a little more conventional or even not conventional, but just not take so many liberties with what he's trying to do, in my opinion. 